Hello, welcome to GeekCast, the little podcast where we talk games that we play, stuff we watch, and generally chat what's happening in geek culture. My name's Andy, one of the uh, co-hosts, and uh, joining me through the Magic Zoom, we have Zach. How's it going? Hello, Andy. It's been a big week in geekdom. It's been huge. It's been huge. I mean, yeah, let's not talk about it now. Let's get to it when the running order tells us to get to it. Exactly. Let's get to it at some point. Um, So first things first, what have you been playing this week, my man? Well, uh, continuing on my Game Pass experience um, and having finished finished Elden Ring, I've been diving back into uh, Game Pass. Library, that is Game Pass. Yeah. If you want a gaming library and you're not on Game Pass, Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. If you have Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, why not get Game Pass? Get Game Pass. If you've got a PC and don't have Game Pass, why not get Game Pass? Pretty much. That there we go. Oh, and by the way, if you have a tablet or another device that you can get the uh, Game Pass app, then get Game Pass. Get Game Pass. Because <laughs> you really should get Game Pass. It, it is that good. Um, in terms of buy for money and the the selection and range of games you get. And always new games coming in, and they cycle in old, cycle out old games, and cycle in new games all the time. Yeah, game and so, Pass. <laughs> and so I have been. This podcast has not been sponsored by Game Pass. <laughs> um, Sorry. There's a game called Outriders um, that came out last year that basically is a lot. It was supposed to be like a live service grind, um, looter, shooter game, which is basically everything that I love being a huge Destiny fan. Um, didn't launch very well. Had a little bit of a soft reboot. It's better than it was. But the big the big takeaway here is that it's got a huge, it's got a huge DLC coming out in next month, in June. Mm. Um, and so it's still on Game Pass. It came out on Game Pass. Um, I, so I thought I'd revisit it and see if it has gotten any better and kind of feel out the... Like, do I want to basically pay for the DLC... Um, don't know if it's on getting the DLCs on Game Pass yet or if there's going to be a discount for people that have it on Game Pass there probably likely will be but that'll be close to the time but do I want to go back to it in a month's time it's basically and you know what it's in a lot better state than it was it's fun it's kind of very hectic moment to moment kind of abilities and gunplay Mm. um, and it just throws loot at you all the time getting new stuff all the time um it's just sad that it didn't launch very well and the servers basically weren't very good and you couldn't connect and the yeah. game would keep booting you and closing down. And it was just a cycle of how long can I play before the game crashes, essentially, right. um, especially on console. And it was just, it was yeah. tough because I think without those issues, I think it would have, people would still be talking about it now, especially with the idea that there's a huge update coming. But that's Outriders. Yeah, Definitely I've seen out on game Pass. talk about it actually recently because it uh, came out on uh, Stadia as well yeah and yeah i've 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 got about i've only played it for like 20 minutes or so so barely past the uh, story is really good um plays like it's it's quite interesting to play a looter shooter that's over the shoulder third person okay um usually they're first Hmm. person but the third Hmm. person is is interesting um it's got like a gears of war vibe with like the cover based third person kind of mechanics it's it, but it's fun it's fun and i've been enjoying the few the few hours i've been 
playing over the last few days. And yeah, if you've not played it and you like looter shooters, then really great time to get into it because there's a big update coming out for it. So the cool. other thing you're going to do is be preparing for it. So it's a recommend from, from me, I guess. Cool. I So I took a bit of time off at the end of last week, um, mostly to try and work out a time to go see Doctor Strange. But we'll talk more about that in a moment. So I can, but that kind of left me with like this spare day uh, by myself. And I'm like, let's try and use the time to play games I wouldn't get away with playing We're around other people too much. Maybe try out something new. And well, Star Wars Tales from, from the Galaxy Edge on the Oculus Quest looks, um, well, is amazing. I've not gone far into it yet, but but if you want an example of uh, VR that just kind of makes you go, oh, yeah, yeah, this feels like I'm on a spaceship and I'm not just trapped in some sort of real shooter, yeah, give it a shout. Yeah, I mean, I've not had the chance to play virtual reality yet at all, but I, I've heard good things about that. Another, another VR game I've heard good things about is Star Trek Bridge Crew, and that's a fantasy in and of itself. Can you imagine, like, sitting... A, a station on the bridge of the Enterprise, and just right. filling a role. Like anyway, that's a, that's a whole tangent that we don't need to go on. But yeah, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that. yes, yes. I'm, I'm <laughs> just about to let now. myself get distracted by uh, checking that out on Wikipedia. But anyway, yes, that's games played this week, Zach. There are two things, at least two things. I mean, we could talk about Picard. I still watched it. You, yeah, you've not watched it yet. And to be blunt, Picard, in a week that had Moon Knight and Doctor Strange come out, we should just forget about Picard for now. Um, Moon Knight. What did you Moon think? Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean, I when I was growing up, I was a huge fan of Godzilla, right? And, and this may seem like, what has that, what has I, that got to do with Moon Knight? I was but, like, what's he on about? And then the penny dropped. Yeah. And Seeing Egyptian gods yeah. go at it, super-sized. Yes. Was cool. Really cool. Like, phenomenally cool. It was um, like Power Rangers, but good. Oh, yeah, when they used to, like, yeah. Yeah, it just, just there's something about it, like... It suited the setting, and it was kind of cool how like the the fighting the fight scenes were happening in parallel between like the gods and the avatars, and it was cool. It was really cool. Um, Ooh, we knew it was going to be an action-packed episode. Parallel between gods and and humanity. I love that. But anyway, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, no, I just just that it was such a great way to end the season because it had been very story-heavy and not necessarily very action-heavy. To have mm. a very action-packed last episode was really cool. Um. Yeah, just it, it it tied up everything really, really well because and and mm. and and it's one of the only times where I think the after the mid credits kind of clip really actually <laughs> genuinely did tie the story together. Like without it, yeah, you'd have been like, oh, okay. But with it, you're like, oh, oh my no days, way. yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was just so. It was just so. Did it stick the landing to you? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely. 
it did. It, it, it really did. I, I, I can't it, see what else it would have done. In the context of this conversation and, and how we've led up to this point, I've kind of changed my mind from it didn't really stick the landing to actually the story itself was quite personal whilst also being mirrored in this kind of battle of the gods. And yeah, actually, why not? And maybe, you know, in TV shows, we should get used to Marvel having smaller finales than on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, TV, Marvel... Maybe it's a different type of storytelling. Whilst it is slightly more ambitious than it was when it was the Netflix shows, because there's more money, I guess, to throw at it, Mm. it's still not a film. So, like, the story, the pacing will be different and the stories they tell will be different. Because moviegoers and TV watchers, different things, it's different things entirely in terms of mm. like expectations, which we'll get onto in a minute <laughs> to do with films. Doctor Strange. Um, but but for me, it was it was a really great. Again, I know why Disney release it weekly, but of all the Marvel shows, to probably want to sit down and watch in a weekend, mm. Moon Knight was the one by a long because I think the story benefits from. Weekly, it doesn't benefit from the pacing, felt a bit slow at times, but that was because it was very rooted in very much in his life and his experience of life. Mm. Now, I, but I imagine it watches really well if you are watching it over a few days and you can keep up the pace and the story going. Um, well, I the think whole weekly thing is such a clever move from Disney because it's getting people to talk about TV shows like Moon Knight for six, eight, weeks or however long it is yeah. as and, and I like that that's, it, boom done yeah and and so from a marketing point of view it's clever also the the real reason they they put it over six weeks and not release it all at the same time is if you if you are aren't a subscriber and you want to watch moon night and they release it all at the same time you've only got to buy one month subscription if you release it over six weeks you've got to buy two months subscription or wait Ooh. right till the end when everyone else has seen it yeah i mean i heard i, I saw someone tweet out that they managed to stay spoiler free for doctor strange and by the way, spoiler warning now for Doctor Strange because we're about to talk about it. Spoilers for Doctor Strange. Um, it's, so it's he, was going, he was going into the cinema and he heard people were coming out of Doctor Strange and he heard a lot of spoilers on the way into the cinema. So you could, you, there's never a moment where you're, where you're safe. Um, I went in almost spoiler-free into Doctor Strange. Almost. Because I recognised spoilers for Doctor Strange. I recognised Patrick Stewart's voice from the trailer and immediately knew who it was. So, And there's only one character he could be playing. So that was already not technically spoiled for me because they they put it in a trailer. But Mm -hmm. that was the only thing I knew about the film, really. Um, So everything was a a very pleasant surprise for me in in the Doctor Strangeness, which we're going to dive into right now. I have to admit, I did have one feel of letdown and the the only reason why I feel let down is because I let myself get overexcited at one point in that whilst we were waiting for the movie to start they played the Jessica Jones theme tune oh interesting and the thought pattern in my head was very much why are they playing this why are they playing Jessica Jones before Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness oh hang on what if oh my days that's my only complaint. Yeah. I mean, that's very and, and that's right. not They're probably just playing the Marvel soundtrack. They've probably just got a CD with, like, Marvel 
themes on it or <laughs> playlist that they play before Marvel films. It was a massively random playlist. But yeah, it, yeah, it was probably just a random playlist of stuff and no one really yeah. thought too much of it apart from, you know, me so just fanboying over the randomness thing ever, which is that was that i mean it's obviously had a mixed reception i mean it's one of those really things it's one of those really weird things where obviously we'll talk about why we think people are mixed on it but mm. let's just go down to actual numbers for a minute okay numbers wise in terms of how much money it's already earned it, <laughs> it it's it's doing phenomenally well like it's doing outrageously well um already um so so people might finish the film and have a few issues, but they're definitely not, not going to see it. So it's one of those really weird things where it's like, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think everyone will be fine. But it's, it's definitely not your run-of-the-mill Marvel superhero family film. It's not that. In the UK, it's a 12A. It's yeah. a 12A for a reason. Yeah. And I know that 12A is one of those ratings where it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But yes, this, this, so the reason I think it's controversial, two things, okay? Number one, it is, it walks the very fine line between being a superhero film and being a horror film. Um, um, and the yeah. kind of, the kind of horror that Sam Raimi is kind of famous for <laughs> is like body horror. Mm. in particular. And there are scenes in certain big set pieces, which won't get overly like spoilery, <laughs> but um but but they're they they don't hold any punches as far as how much they how far they can push the rating that it got, basically. And it is probably the most violent Marvel film period. Oh, too right, yeah. Um yeah. in terms of what what it shows, not necessarily in terms of how many how much fighting there is or how much violence there is, just in terms of what it is willing to show. Mm. And what it is not leaving to the imagination in some scenes. We are um, avoiding major spoilers, aren't we? Yeah, we're not going to... Yeah. Yes. Okay, not, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're not just going to lay it all out there because some people might kind of want some things to be remain unspoiled. But basically, it, it's very horror film-esque. It, it feels more very horror filmy. It's a film about a wizard mm. and... A witch. A witch. Directed yeah. by a horror director. Yeah. And it's 12A. Yeah. You could argue it pushes the boundaries of what they can get away with, with a 12A. It's definitely, but it's definitely not a 15. If you think about what a 15 is, nah, yeah. it's not. It's not yeah. a 15. Right? It's, it's really it's, not. So it's the right people out there wondering rating. about whether to take their kids or not, I would say younger, younger kids, probably not. <laughs> no way. Um, but but if you have a twelve year old, you'll probably be fine. Like if yeah. you go with them, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um, just because for for the benefit of listeners, I've got a nine year old. I'm not going to take her to watch. Yeah, it. yeah. No. Maybe eleven, maybe ten, depending on how your you know your mm. kids better than us. Like a very mature ten or eleven year old will be fine. Um, a twelve year old of any description will probably be fine because ultimately yeah. at that age. Yeah. They're going to see worse on the internet every single day. So it's not like we're talking like it's gratuitous, <laughs> gory, over the top horror 
It's not because obviously it's still been rated twelve mm. A, and th- and I think it's thirteen, half thirteen in America. Um, so it's 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 just very different. I think that's the thing. I think people expect a very certain thing when they go see a Marvel film, and mm. it is it stands out by itself as that it is very very close to being more horror film than it is superhero film. Although it is definitely a superhero film. Um, it just oh, uses yeah. a, a, some some horror film tropes and things you would normally expect to see in a horror film. It uses those things in the film. Um, essentially, it, a witch is ch- is chasing a wizard the entire time. It's got the dread of like spoiler, you know, film spoiler, where you're being chased by a yeah, where you're being chased by a bad guy the whole time. That's yes. kind of what they're going for with this, right? Mm. Um, yeah, but the cameos are fantastic. Um, we're not going to spoil any of them here, but yeah, just mm. you're in for a treat if you're a Marvel fan. So many nods to different Marvel things, subtle and over. Um, just, I would say, the biggest thing I'm learning as I as I go and see Marvel films, mm. as someone who reads the comics and has read the comics yeah. and, and all the cartoons when I was younger, I go to a Marvel film to have a good time. I mm. go to enjoy it. And I don't go... I don't ever leave mm. with preconceived ideas never having been met because I'm ultimately only there to enjoy the fact that these even exist as a medium. Because when right. I was a kid growing up, you only had comics. They weren't in mm. films. You didn't have superhero films. They didn't exist. So I'm still in the period where every time a new one comes out, I am just fascinated to see it come to life because for me, it was paper and still images all through totally. my childhood. Totally, and for it to look so good as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, the acting's top-notch. Hmm. Cumberpatch is just... He's awesome. He's just so good. He's just, he's just such a great Doctor Strange. Um, in from whatever part of the multiverse he's playing, it just nails it every, like, just to see other Doctor Stranges and not spoiling which ones turn up, but, like, just so cool. Just, so, just, just cool. Just real cool. Really, really cool. Yes. Yes. And I guess one last comment about it. It's not Endgame. It's not Infinity War. It's not even No Way Home. Those were movies that had a series of movies building up to it. It's a movie that is arguably, and I'm trying to remain spoiler free, building up to something else in the future. Yeah. It very much feels like the first stop on the way to other bigger Marvel stories that they're obviously hinting at, not just with what happens in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, but also with the other films they have slated to release. If mm. you know any, if you know about Marvel, if you read comics and you know, you look at the, 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 the shows and the films they've got coming out and which characters they're introducing or will be seeing again, you can very quickly surmise which big story they're aiming at uh, in the future in terms of big comic book stories that require certain other Marvel heroes and bad guys to have been established for it to work. And that is very much where they're aiming with the films they and the TV shows they have coming up. Is all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. It's been a quiet weekend news one, hasn't it? Yeah, nothing's happened. It's no, there was no announcement on Sunday at all. 
genius though, wasn't it? Here, here we go. As someone, as I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not a Doctor Who fan because that would be wrong of me because I was hugely into Doctor Who up to kind of mm-hmm. like the last couple few years. Yeah. Um. So usually there's a show or there's a like they've done the whole like reveal the new Doctor Who on the one show. Like they do something. Usually there's a big deal being made, right? So how well... do you feel? How do you feel about it being just announced in the media? Okay, so initially I was like, what the flip is this? Because for Matt Smith, we had the special Doctor Who Confidential. For Pete Capaldi, we had like big live show. For Jodie Whittaker, we had like this trailer tease event thing. Um, Like during FA Cup. And this is like a press release. Or was it? It It was a tease on Instagram to start with, followed by a press release. Yeah. Which then got everyone talking about it. Yep. Just in time for the BAFTA Awards that evening. So everyone on the red carpet had all the kind of press there, all talking, all asking about it. And yeah, genius. What a way to get yeah. The the fan. only really the cute. only complaint I have is that Richard Ayoade should have been the new Doctor Who, and he was presenting the Baftas when he announced to everyone, and the the camera panned over <laughs> to him. And I was like, it was funny because obviously he's been Richard Ayoade knows he's been like every time it comes up, he's one of the top names of the list, right? Yes. Um. So to have him be doing the show and then not be the new Doctor Who, but announced like the first kind of public announcement of it was kind of funny as well. That was kind of funny. Like, yeah. The joke would not have been lost on him at all. No, no. Um, it's good for, it's good for the show. Um, there's a definite energy around it. You know, let's, let's yeah. see what happens um, come next year. Yeah. I appreciate there are headlines about which say by hiring a guy from sorry, hiring a popular guy with teens and 20 year olds um the bbc are saying they don't care about older fans they are returning characters from 30 to 40 years ago yeah in the next episode yeah and and uh, another thing as well there are more teenagers and 20 year olds that watch doctor who than there are fans from the past because that's how the population works that though mm. they they are bigger demographics than we are yeah they outnumber us and they probably engage with it more than our age group does mm. so it would be weird of them to not pitch a kids show at kids yeah and he's gonna have his own kind of fans you know yeah there's obvious reasons why suti gatwa and uh bad wolf productions um teased it on instagram yeah it's... and that tells you everything about like where they're going with doctor who and i am excited that i think i'm okay that it's not made for me mm. and i'm excited that they seem to be investing in it because that's what it needed mm. and that actually like a whole new generation of people will get hopefully now a really really high good high standard of doctor who miss that's what that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited they went with a young actor. I'm excited that Russell T. Davis is coming back. I'm excited that they seem to have just I I hope 
more than anything that the final Jodie the final Jodie Whittier episode is kind of the last time they seem to be obsessed with dragging the past Doctor Who stuff into the present. Like it doesn't have it to happen. It has a whole new happening. fan base. Do new do new stuff. <laughs> That's why it was cool because it was they could go anywhere and do anything. That's why it was cool. Yeah. Like having seasons on seasons of just old bad guys and old stories and old characters turn up and old companions turn up is boring. We've seen it. We want new stuff. That's why, you know, my biggest complaint if I was gonna level a complaint at Star Wars at the moment is that they keep going back to Tatooine every single season. Oh, shit. show me something else. Show me anything else. I want show me something, stuff. anything more interesting, please. And, and that, and I think Doctor Who's guilty of the same thing: is that it just keeps building up to showing us old stuff we've seen before. I want to see new bad guys. I want to see new stories. I want to see new parts of the galaxy and the universe and the war. I want to see new stuff. I know the old stuff. I was and when there. you say we want to see new stuff. We do not mean a random bad guy from 30 years ago taking, you know, reappearing because why not? Just Yeah. Which is what we're doing. Yeah. So so we're not we 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 are saying great casting, great move, really great, looks like it's going in a really good direction. And yeah, I think it's I think it's fantastic to have a young black British Scottish actor yes. come in and play the play the yeah. part. Like I think I think it is great. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I like that they picked Jodie Whittaker. I just don't think it worked as a show. I don't think it was her necessarily her that yeah. was the issue. Um and I was really excited <laughs> to see a woman play Doctor Who, like and the dynamic and what that meant. Because and I and I if anything don't think she leaned into it enough. The mm. idea that she was fem female technically not I technically had, Whatever, I just yeah. there could have been more to it. I think there could have been. I'm I'm looking more. forward to Big Finish getting the chance to record their own audio stories of Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker. But I think we should probably call time on this. Stop talking about Doctor Who, and let our lovely listeners go, and on with their day. Amazing. So, then it's back to me for the outro. Guys, this has been another episode of GeekCast Podcast, the the podcast about everything geeky, what we've watched, what we've played, and anything else that's happening in geek culture that we deem fit and worthy to be talked about on the podcast. If you want to find us outside of here, you can do on Twitter at Geekcast UK. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram if you search Geekcast. You'll find us there as well. You can also email us if you want to, the geekcastpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us by email, that is the way to do it. All the information I've just spoken about very, very quickly will be in the description of the podcast. So never fear, it's written down for you. You can find it right below where you are currently listening to this podcast. And if you have been listening to the podcast because you've made it this far, then please, now is that time as the podcast winds down to subscribe, review, rate us. Please engage with us in those ways. It just helps us collect really important information to help grow the podcast and help make sure that we are giving you guys that listen everything that you want out of the podcast. And if there is such, for instance... If there's a place you prefer to listen to podcasts, we're not there or available there, let us know. This is that moment. 
that you have been waiting for. Guys, this has been the Podcast. I've been Zach, and he's been Andy, and we will catch you all next time.